You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's curtains up on another episode of Wests of Broadway, a celebration of musical theater from the West Coast. I'm Will Armstrong. And I'm Wendy Rosoff. And we're super excited to see you all. It's been a little while. I mean, and Wendy, it's so great to see your face. How are you? Oh, it's so good to see your face too. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. It's been, I, I mean, as we've all been doing our best to shelter in place and wear our masks and wash our hands. And it's, uh, it's definitely a new world we're living in as we're waiting to figure out how we as a society can deal with coronavirus. And um, it's really our first love, musical theater, and the, and the theater has taken such a hit and has been, has, has been really suffering. And uh, it's, it's been one of the reasons why we've taken a little bit of a break. So, and, but you can't keep us down for too long. And it's just like, I, I love that we, because just because the shows aren't happening right now doesn't mean that all these incredible actors and all these incredible stories don't need to be told and need to be celebrated. And so right. instead of celebrating theater that's happening in Los Angeles, we can celebrate musical theater from our homes in Los Angeles. Yeah, and there's so many different ways to do that. And um, number one, I'm so happy to just be back and chatting with you and kind of moving forward in a different direction, but you know, kind of widening the horizons of possibilities as we were chatting about that, it really does open up uh, a whole new chapter of West of Broadway. So I'm looking forward to having talks about what people are doing now, how they're making their way, finding their way. Because as you know, as a performer, it's not just a job, it's part of our identities, you know? And so kind of figuring out how we're navigating that and people are getting creative, obviously. And then also taking a look at, you know, other facets of the theater, whether it's celebrating literal physical spaces or what companies are doing during this time, um, any sort of charitable donation-based things, and also educational theater. There's so much great innovative educational stuff that I hope that we get to talk about as well. Absolutely, and I'm so excited about how all these creatives and all these super talented people are really embracing technology and the advancements that we have to still reach out and connect and create. And There's really um, no other way. At this exactly. point, you know, oh, I mean, absolutely. everybody has to embrace it, whether you're kicking or screaming or you're already a tech geek. Um, <laughs> and that's been super inspirational for me to see too, because, um, you know, as you know, I'm a little bit of a tech geek, but I've, I've been watching and talking to so many folks who are brilliant artists who for years were like digging their heels in the ground and were like, nope. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm a live in-person only person. And now that this, this time is here and it's like, okay, this, this is what's available. You know, people are realizing that those boundaries that they put on themselves were self limitations. And so as difficult as it is, there's also so much growth that I think is super exciting. I feel like we're living in a very, interesting, frustrating, but also exciting time because we are on the verge of tremendous change in so many different ways. And it's, I mean, we're all being tested right now, but I'm, I'm, maybe it's, I'm a cockeyed optimist, but I'm hopeful and I am excited to see how we all grow as a community and as a culture and, 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 and 
anything can happen. Anything is possible. And, and it's, it's just a testament to the American spirit and to the human spirit that um, so many wonderful things are happening, kind of like our guest today, Megan yes. Sakura. Yes, Megan Sakura, who I adore. So uh, Megan is a fellow 42nd Streeter. She was part of the original Revival cast. Um, she was Phyllis or Lorraine. I can't even remember at this point. We'll get, we'll talk. I mean, they're so, you know. Oh, of course. Um, I, I think I've been Phyllis and or Lorraine 7 million times and I, like I can't even tell you what the difference <laughs> is at this point. But she is a phenomenal talent. She's done a slew of Broadway shows um, and she's also an incredible businesswoman. And we are going to talk with her today about her brand new adventure, um, which brings together her love of performing, her business acumen, bringing arts to folks who wouldn't necessarily otherwise be able to have access to it, and also finding a place for out-of-work, displaced Broadway dancers to do what they do. So I'm super excited about this conversation. I can't wait. And I know that she is also bringing an old friend of mine who's also working with her on this project, a guest artist and instructor, James Tabeek. And I think they're ready now. Let's bring them on. Okay, great. Megan Sakura and James Tabeek, welcome to Western Broadway. Welcome. Hi guys, how's everything? Hello. Hello. Thank you, Thank you so much for joining us here on Western Broadway. We're thrilled to see your beautiful faces. Megan, I know you're in New York and James, you're here in Los Angeles? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Excellent. Downtown. And, and, and so um, how is everything going during this very turbulent time? How are you guys holding up? Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, uh, I, since, like you said, I'm in New York and we are moving forward. Like we're going to start entering phase four. I heard that. Monday, but still no indoor dining, which I think is really, really smart because that seems to be the crux of a lot of states such as your own where people have had to backtrack. Yeah. Um, I mean, which makes total sense. There's all the spit. Indoor dining, <laughs> yeah. so right? Yeah. So it's interesting. It's interesting, and I get really annoyed with people who don't wear their masks. <sighs> Just wear a mask. Uh, and Megan, you're a mom, right? Yeah, How old is your child? How old is your eight-year-old? How old? Eight-year-old. Eight. So there's some education involved. How's that going? I became a master of second grade <laughs> during the lockdown. Um, I had to learn what a rhombus was again. Oh my God. I already mm -hmm. forgot it. A rhombus is a square, but the square isn't a rhombus, something is like that. Is it almost like a trapezoid, a rhombus? Whoa. I already forgot it. You're bringing out the big guns. You really don't need it. Needed. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no, it's it's terrifying, and it makes <laughs> us appreciate the work that actual teachers and educators do. I mean, they're oh, doing. My God. And also, I'm not. To, I mean, this is way off topic, but opening schools is like when I went to school, it was from like eight or seven to, or eight in the morning to like two, and then we were done. Yeah. But parents work till five or six. Like, how does going opening schools? I mean. I don't know. So, yeah. I so have no just, idea what's going to happen in the fall. I have no idea. I'd love to hear at some point how California is going to do it too. James, yeah, you've been traveling. How how has that been? been I, I I have been doing a little bit of traveling. It's been um, I, I, well, we were in Palm Springs, um, Great. and uh, which was so lovely. It was so beautiful and gorgeous. And this was back. This was like I, I think the the one interim week in between when like Newsom was like okay you guys can like eat and we were like okay let's eat and you guys can go to the gym and like, oh, okay we'll go to the gym so we ate and went to the gym and just like laid around he was on uh, my uh, partner was on uh, his company was on a, a, 
a shutdown, like a July shutdown for a week. Um, he's been working from home. He'll be working from home, in fact, for the rest of the year. Um, and so we went and then we, we came back and then things started getting not so great again. And then my nephew, God bless him, um, turned eight as well in, in Florida. And I was like, oh God, should I go to Florida? Like it was, it, it's so like things have been just a, a bit bizarre. And now I think in California, we're now like we're restricted again. Like I don't, I think we've gone from like phase two to like phase like 1.3 or something. <laughs> Like we're kind of, we're like yeah. we're and if people would just do what they're told and you know just like be loving and kind and and wear masks and behave themselves but i don't i'm uncertain if that's the trajectory we're all it's not the american way <laughs> no i'm uncertain that that's the american way and so um we're and so listen i just i'm, I'm very blessed we're here we're in our uh, condo and the gym downstairs is open, but you have to make a reservation and you can wear a mask. That's smart. Yeah, very smart. And then and then the pool deck was closed for a very, very long time, but now you can go down there with a reservation and there's no oh. more than like two households a lot at a time. And wow. you wear a mask. So like, it's like, it's, it's like the new normal. It's just kind of what happens. Yeah. Exactly. That sounds it's like a great system actually. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I think it, it's kind of, it's a situation where we're just all kind of saying yes and, you know what I mean? Like we're all like, okay, this is the, how it's going to work this week. And we don't have to anticipate how it's going to work the next week or the week well, after. We're just going to do- That's the only way to stay sane. Yeah. 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 Um, well, my therapist keeps telling me, she's like, uh, you actors, like you, you are, you're prepared for this. Like, you know how to survive. Like all of her other clients are falling apart. And I'm like, now everybody knows what it's like to be an actor in between gigs. Like yeah. just the complete uncertainty, the like, what am I going to do today? <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. And, and that speaks to why we're all talking today, because with all the theaters closed and so many people out of work, I find it amazing, Megan, that you have been part of a small team of people that created something that is educates, it employs, it uh, inspires, it uh, motivates. I, I, um, can you tell us a little bit about Pastor? Yes, so Pastor is an online dance school that was created specifically, originally, to create work for out-of-work dancers. Um, and to be honest, when we do come back, theater, it's going to be a long time before people such as ourselves get to work again mm -hmm. because the shows that can come back will be plays, small musicals where everybody can face out and sing forward that there's not going to be a safe space for people to be singing towards each other, dancing on each other and sweating in a small space. So we really felt a need to, create work for people and, and a continued outlet for all the dancers out there that want to, that, that use dance to like express themselves and get over their uh, the emotional um, hurdles and make it through the day and figure out how to breathe and, or just want to keep studying, you know? Um, and it's, there's a lot of, there are a lot of ways to do that out there, but we at Pastor wanted to create a real school. So it's not like a one-off like, masterclass you're studying james is one of our incredible teachers and he has a group of students that continue to study with him week to week that he can he knows their names he knows their stories he knows how to he how to correct each one individually you know i saw um, that on your website that you're keeping class numbers quite low in order to create 
relationships, yeah. which I think is so great because it's, it's common and I totally understand why, you know, the Zoom classes can hold up to so many people. So why not do that? But there's, there is such a tangible payoff for being able to have that individual relationship in dance class. I, I love that you're doing that. Thank you. I mean, think about how we all were taught and, and grew up. Like our, our dance teachers were our inspiration. They, they were our mm -hmm. life force, you know. I mean, mine, Miss Christine, who is in Vegas right now, she, like, she was my mom. Like I consider yeah. her my mom. And these, having these role models is so important. Um, but I, I, so that was how it all got started, but very quickly. Um, once I was brought on board, I was like, hey, um, so we have the internet, so we can actually get to all the people out there that don't have access to Broadway. So I have a campaign where we're trying to get into the public schools. Great. Um, and any, anywhere, anywhere all over the globe. And we have students coming from Japan and Thailand and South America, it's amazing. That's incredible, how yeah. exciting. So, so James, I met you when you were the dance captain on the first national tour of Wicked, right. and I know what an exceptional um, teacher you are. I what an exceptional dancer you are. It's so, and um, you're a wonderful lead uh, dance captain. Uh, how uh, how did you get involved with Pastor? How did you connect with Megan about this? Uh, well, Megan and I we've known each other for a long time. We did Sweet Charity together, right? Mm. And the 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 first part. Yeah, the first part, the workshop. Six weeks with Mark Dendy where I went home and cried every day? Yes, uh -oh. yes. People were taking up uh -oh. yep. things and protests. Um, the <laughs> but so you and I have known each other for a long time. And then Neely. Neely Bassman. Uh, Neely Bassman, who is exquisite and gorgeous. Her and I uh, worked together, oh my gosh, at the Good Speed Opera House in like right. 1935. And, um, <laughs> okay. And she called me and uh, told me that she was putting together, the, you know, this project and, and, um, and she asked me to be on board and she was like, I, I think she knew that, that like, that I had moved to LA and, and I think she had seen, a, you know, some of my choreography online or, or I think she also knew that I taught at BDC for a while and, and that I'm at studio school here. And so I have kind of like a, an interesting I've kind of an interesting uh, following of people from kind of like all over the country. And, and so she was like, we'd love to have you on board. I was like, this sounds like really interesting. This was back, what, in March, Megan? Yeah, I mean, I came on a little bit later. Um, Jen Frankel and her husband, Brian, they, they came up with the idea. Um, and then ne they brought on Neely and Jessica McRoberts and Kat Steers, mm -hmm. who is like the ultimate rocket. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I did um, uh, the first national tour of Vic Victoria with Kat. She's Aww. amazing. I love her. Sweet. And in fact, Kat and Jess are like the brains behind the um, in-school program. They're coming up wow. with some amazing, inspiring stuff that I'm so excited about. Um, but I, I came on last, um, but just sort of jumped in. And now I have, like, I've got a toe in every single department. <laughs> Yeah, which with something like this, you kind of have to, Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, I, I've been now part of a few of these online programs. Everyone has a different, slightly different format, but it really is an all hands on deck yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. And you know what I'm finding the most challenging? It's so interesting in this, this time of like social media where you think you can get a hold of anybody. 
is is getting a hold of people like is advertising i just feel like everybody's inundated and exhausted and yeah it's hard to get people to um answer your calls or your emails or whatever um, I also feel like there's a bit of a saturation um, of it's it's calmed down a bit now and equalized. But when we first started, it was like just yeah, there was like a creative vomit and there was also a teaching vomit that happened. It was like how fast can we slap stuff up and just kind of like slap a bandaid on this situation, which yeah. is awesome because I think everybody needed a distraction. Hundred um, percent. But I think that there also became a, a real exhaustion that came along with that. So now. How would you say that Passdoor um, sets itself apart from some of the other online teaching platforms that are happening? Right I now? think the biggest thing, like I said, is that we're an ongoing school. Yeah. We're not a summer camp. We're not um, a one-off workshop, even though we do sponsor those. We have Josh Bergoss doing one on Monday, but that's, that's just for fun. Like those are just for like to bring people on to our platform that wouldn't have been there before. Um, we are, we're really interested in educating the young dancers of today in order to change the face of Broadway tomorrow. Speaking of changing the face of Broadway, so we're in this unbelievable time of not just pandemic, but also a complete upheaval of past norms um, mm -hmm. and in a place of searching for equity and equality. Um, throughout the face of theater and on Broadway in particular, I know it's been a huge topic of discussion. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit on that and kind of what you're looking at with yeah, that? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, like that's, I want to get to all the, the neighborhoods, all the living rooms of the kids that don't, they, they are, they are stars. They are set designers. They are costume designers. They are directors and they don't know it. Yeah. They don't know it because nobody is in their life saying, Hey, you could do this. It's just not in their, you know, circle. So we want to get in that circle and say, here, we're here for you. Come. We want to, we want to support you. We want to help the artist in you grow to whatever that is. In case you there's know? anybody listening to the podcast to this kind of, because I literally just got goosebumps when you said that. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, just to think about someone who doesn't have access um, <laughs> and, and that immediate, like, oh, that's me moment that we all had at some point. Um, how... If somebody's listening to this, and, and we'll get to contacts later and all that good stuff, but just because it's on my mind, how do people who are in education, how do they reach out to you guys and go, hey, we think we might be a good fit for you, or we'd love just, to have you? Just go to our website and email us at info at password.com. Great. Okay. Yeah. Good. And because it goes directly to all of us. Okay. So good. We have no like person in Thailand answering our things where it's us <laughs> <laughs> just real quick can you explain where the name um of uh, the the um pastor where did that comes from like what's the absolutely james do you know this story uh the pat well what pastor. this or how <laughs> well um, a lot it's interesting a lot of people don't know this. i didn't um, know i didn't know so neely bassman yeah. came up with it it's quite poetic i just didn't know james if you had heard the story um the, the the door between the backstage and the house is called the pastor Never know. Like I always knew that. I don't know. Maybe because being a dance captain, you're at like you're at yeah. rehearsal on Thursdays and Fridays, and they're like go through the past door. Like you're talking to the crew more than the average performer might have the opportunity to. Blah blah blah. So like, she, like Neely came up with this beautiful, beautiful idea that we are the past door for young creative artists and Broadway. Yeah. Amazing. So we help them come through us, and you get there. 
Okay, so uh, I'm a kid in Nebraska and I have a living room and mm -hmm. I hear about Pastor. So, so James, like say I wanna take your class, what yeah. does a class look like? What, how, how am I going to experience that from my living room? Ooh, well, I think it would be different depending on whose class you take, but if I'm, I'll speak for my own process. Um, I, well, first I wanna be welcoming to everyone and then I, I want to kind of describe like the tone of, of uh, the choreography for the day. And, and the most important thing for me is that everyone's bringing their humanity and their experience and their emotional life to what I'm choreographing. And so I'm very specific to tell all the dancers in all of my classes, if it's live or if it's on Pastor or wherever it is, that I don't need you to mimic me. I don't need you to dance like me. I already know what I look like dancing. And quite frankly, my best years are behind me. <laughs> so like, I wanna see what you look like dancing. And we all have a different story. We all have um, a different history. We all have different trauma. We all have different baggage. We all, uh, we're all experiencing um, the the psychological impacts of, of lockdown and and the, the kind of uh, social constructs disintegrating right around us in a different way and so that impacts us emotionally and 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 kids are incredibly resilient um and i i encourage them to bring whatever is inside them up and to connect to with the movement that i'm doing and the music that i'm picking and the lyrics in whatever way they find most authentic in whatever way they find most spontaneous in whatever way they find most organic. And so when you take a class with me, you're getting like a strong technical foundation. You're getting, you know, a warm up where we do like six minutes of abs and, and you're getting technical corrections. I'm teaching you how to, you know, get on top of your leg. I'm teaching you how to pull up, you know, out of your hips. I'm correcting your alignment. I'm correcting your placement. I'm, but I'm also correcting your artistic dynamics. I'm also correcting your, uh, your musicality. I'm, I'm also trying to get you to discover a different way of doing the movement this time than you did two minutes ago because you're a different person two minutes later than you were two minutes ago, especially in this environment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's yeah. kind of like, not just how like I approach uh, choreography and teaching, it's kind of how I approach acting and writing and everything else that I do. It's, it's um, you're bringing what, what is most authentic to you. That's your most powerful um, channel is what is most authentic to you. So that's uh, you're of... totally speaking my love language right now. I'm online right now. And that's exactly, you know, we change cellularly every single moment. So there yeah. should mm -hmm. not be a take that is no. trying to achieve no. what the last take just did. Work no. new and allow yourself yeah. to be surprised and in discovery. And Correct. how do you listen to what the person yeah. Who is yeah, saying, yeah. how are you? And, and, and that all translates into whatever discipline we're exploring, right? So I, I yeah, yeah. And, and so, addition, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, was, just, I was going to say um, about a month and a half ago, I saw on the Today Show um, some dancers from American Ballet Theater, and they were talking about how they were teaching online classes and how people from all over the world were joining in for these 5,000 people were taking the class. And although it's beautiful, it's a celebration of community to be able to have that one-on-one -on -one creative, like, uh, like um, tailored experience and, and, with and your educators yeah. is incredible. It's incredible. Unlike any, I cannot tell you, I'm getting chills. I cannot tell you the <laughs> amount of emails that we get from students praising our teachers. Like, 
just they and we're not asking for it they're just like I, i'm obsessed with pastor i love these instructors i love everything that we're doing and and we have a lot of people that like take james's class where he's coming up with authentic choreography and then we have people who want to take they also take um like james t lane's class where he's doing um choreography that from specifically from a broadway show so you're yeah. getting a mix and match Incredible. I'm super excited. I can't wait to take class. I'm just talking to you guys. I'm getting super excited. And, and, and so like, what do you see is the age range of the, your students? What do you like, where, where are they? Well, we teach two, starting at age two wow. through a uh, professional. Wow. So we have um, Leslie, Leslie Flesner and uh, Sheena Morris and, um, uh, uh, Haley Pachoon, they all have like morning classes for the littles wow. um, called Playhouse Theater, Children's Playhouse Theater. And it's so fun. It's more about like creativity and telling stories with your body. And sometimes they even read books and they act it out. Super fun. And then we have, um, you know, we have fierce, crazy competition kids that, that, Jay, that study with James. <laughs> <laughs> you know, blow my mind. They're so, they're insane. They're insane. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then we have like college students who are looking for something more, who are like musical theater um, majors and they're, they want, they want more of like the original choreography stuff or like a basic ballet class to work on their technique. So we have a serious hodgepodge. We've got it all. Incredible. And it's like you, for all intents and purposes, you could be identifying the next big people to influence Broadway and musical theater in America from wherever they are. Like you could, and, and giving them the encouragement and the guidance to get here. And, and also the context, because I mean, going through your roster, everyone involved in this, these are heavy hitters. These are yeah. huge elite Broadway performers that are super connected. And in the real world, you want to work with people that you know, and that you like, and that you appreciate and that, and you're, they're getting one-on-one -on -one experience. It's incredible. It's a great idea. It's a great Yeah, I mean, idea. that was the goal. Like, that's our, our star are our teachers. Yeah. Yeah, I love and that. I mean, and, and so in each one of them is inadvertently also a mentor, like, because like any teacher, and, and so it's just like, and those are bonds that you're creating. Every single person on our roster is dedicated. They are, I, like, I've just, I feel so lucky. I, I felt very, before getting involved in all this, I was feeling, I was unemployed. My off-Broadway show had closed before all this. So I was feeling very separated, like we all do in those moments where you're just like, oh, I miss my people. And then when I got involved with this, I was like, oh, my tribe. Yeah. Oh, my tribe. Yeah. I like, it just felt so good to be communicating with everybody on a regular basis. And these people care so deeply about their art. They care so deeply about their students, about presenting a good class. Like nobody half-asses it ever. It's amazing. What I love about what you guys are doing as well is that, and we'll talk about what you kind of foresee, you touched on a little bit, but what you foresee Broadway being once we all come back and what that evolution will look like. But I do see a world in which this, format coexists with physical classes because yeah. you're able to reach out to anyone that's living anywhere else other than in the city or you know if you're in LA and LA whatever it is this this has su such an incredible reach especially if you're ha creating ongoing relationships with your students absolutely like if you live in 
Nebraska on a farm, you yeah. could take class from a Broadway star. You know, if you like, if you're living in Tokyo, if you're living in uh, New Mexico, if you're, you could be in a major city, you could be in uh, in the sticks. Yeah. As long as you have internet, wow. you have access to us. And we also, um, like, I have a friend who has a huge dance studio in Florida, and they are weirdly having class in person. But I'm creating, I know, I'm creating a workshop for them where they have, they're in their studio space with the big TV and yeah. we'll have teachers teaching them. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. it's um, Zoom and video conferencing has changed the way standard education works where I predict in the future when we're past the pandemic and we have a vaccine and all that and, and treatments, um, and kids wake up one morning and the ground is covered in snow, they just turn on their computers and they don't miss a day of school. They don't get a snow day anymore. And I feel like this is also, I know, right? But I mean, <laughs> this is, it, it's, we're streamlining, we're making things easier. You're providing access to people like 24, like, I mean, this is something that people can depend on and that people rely on and such a wonderful tool. And it's good job. I'm so proud of you guys. This is incredible. It's really, really cool. Very neat. What do you think, Megan, um, once Broadway comes back, it's going to start, obviously, with the shows that you, you know. It's going to start slow. Well. I mean, it's interesting. My husband's in Chicago, the musical on Broadway. And, you know, we were like, oh, it'll come back. It'll be one of the first ones back because the Weisler's like, no way they're not going to want it to be the longest running show. That's their goal, right? Like They're trying mm -hmm. to get there, right? But is it safe? Is it safe for an ensemble to be together in a small space on a Broadway stage? Because yeah. even though sitting in the house, it looks like everybody's spread out, we all know that we're all literally spitting on each other. Mm -hmm. So my, my feeling is that plays will come back, small musicals. Um, I think new things will get written which yeah. is great. I'm, I'm really, I'm so excited to see the, the art that comes out of this time. Yeah. Especially with Black Lives Matter. I really am excited to see the voices that, that start popping up and the stories that we get to start hearing yeah. um, because people are finally going to be able to be taken seriously, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, to piggyback on that, I think the, the, the story of, um, of, of when theater comes back and what it looks like isn't necessarily going to be like how do we tailor the shows that already kind of exist into like a new kind of like pandemic compliant format i think it's going to be about what are the new stories that are being told like what is a completely new way to tell a story how do we uh, what is a new way for an audience to experience a story like do we have such an interesting opportunity as artists um, with this kind of blank slate that the pandemic has kind of created to redefine what storytelling even looks like and feels like and subject matter and, and whatnot. And, and I think um, part of our job as educators on platforms like Pastor and whatnot is to, in, is to inspire uh, young artists and empower them with, um, to kind of erase any preconceived notion of what storytelling even looks like or feels like or sounds like right and and um kind of create new rules because we we have an opportunity here you know what i mean the the i totally uh, agree 
Yeah. yeah. And I'm also super excited, um, you know, just on a very personal level. One of the reasons why I left New York and Broadway is because I, um, I felt disenchanted. I felt um, completely, uh, my creativity was just like compressed and dead. And um, I, didn't, I didn't know how to fix it for myself at that time. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of it just had to do with the evolution of what corporate theater had become and how I identified as my place in that. And so for me, and also growing up in New York, I grew up, you know, in the 80s and early 90s with such gritty, exciting, weird theater, (laughs) you know, and and both my parents, I don't know if you know this, Megan, but both my parents are Broadway musicians or were Broadway musicians. Yes, 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 yes. And so I, from an extraordinarily young age, watched so much theater that was deeply impactful and inspiring and affected me in such a a deep way. And I wasn't able to get my yayas out doing what I thought I wanted to do in New York. Do you know what I mean? And so for me, this this offers this like wiping the slate clean and starting with a new storytelling idea and also with equality and equity and just this giant shakeup. I think to myself, this has the possibility of just being a renaissance of epic proportions yep. um, and, and falling back in love with the idea of, of what big theater can be. Yeah. And my hope is that we follow like, like you said, we fall in love to, with the story again. Yeah, exactly. We, I mean, no offense to lighting designers and set designers and costume designers, but let's all challenge ourselves to do it cheaper and let the story be the star. Yes. Uh, because it's just gotten so out of hand and it's so expensive to see a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I just love to see it all paired back a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah because everybody's afraid to take a chance because they're trying to create the next Wicked or Hamilton. That's right. Well, it's um, corporate America, right? Yes, Hamilton wasn't trying to be anything other than what it was, and that's why it became so... Exactly, which kind of circles back around to what we were talking about with what you guys are doing in your classes, and James, how you were talking about your style of teaching, where it's honoring who you are honoring your individual voice, honoring your artistry, telling the story in a way that feels real for you and being given the space to do that. Because I feel like for a very long time, we have all every, you know, lighting designers, costume design, I mean, everybody and the artists themselves have gone, here's the lane, get in the lane or, (laughs) you know. (laughs) To that, to that, with your classes, James, what's something unexpected that you, um, or, or what's a challenge that you, uh, that you or, or something funny that you're faced with that you didn't expect with teaching in this way, through this medium? Oh, oh my. Uh, in this specific format, I think um, I very much kind of like let go of, this sounds so silly, but I mean, this is just like inherent in the format that we're in, right? I've kind of like let go of needing to see people mirror what I'm doing in terms of like right and left because some people learn yeah in some people learn in an actual studio they're learning by watching you in the mirror or they're learning by standing behind you or they're you know what I mean so I've kind of like uh, let go of needing to see I'll tell people while I'm teaching yeah this is my right leg or this is my downstage arm or this is how or or I'm now I'm facing my piano or now I'm facing now I'm facing the Ritz Carlton or like like (laughs) 
but I've kind of let go <laughs> of ne of needing to see like a, a reproduction of the uh, of the actual kind of like image of what I'm doing, and and I'm more focused on um, uh, tailoring the experience to what is at what I'm actually seeing. So like if your standing leg, if my standing leg is my left leg and I'm correcting you and it's and it's your right leg, I'm going to correct you on your right leg. Like so, it seems so like kind of silly to think about something so small like that. I don't, I'm not even sure if I was answering, but- No, I don't no, think, it is. I don't think that's all at all. I think it's freeing. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? As long as you're getting freedom, both yeah. sides eventually yeah, yeah. with the warm up or whatever, yeah. then it doesn't matter. And, and also like in, in, let's say, you know, when I'm teaching in a studio and I, and I want like a step done a certain way and now here I am on Pastor and, and someone needs to modify that step because their refrigerator is there. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know what, since you're doing it like that, anyhow, why don't you hit this line? Or why don't you, you know, find a new way to travel into the, you know what I mean? Like there's just, um. Why don't you explore your leftovers? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that effect, um, we're, you're creating a generation of kids or, or, or young dancers who don't have the mirror as a crutch. Yes. Which is very interesting for them. I, I'm a rare dancer that hates a mirror. Mm. Hate mirror. I can't. I can't remember choreography if I have a mirror. I have to like close my eyes and be in my body to understand. Which goes along with what James was saying about knowing. Once I started doing that, I figured out how I dance and how and to stop trying to look like other people. That's a huge discovery. Yeah, I mean, that's that's immense. And I and I have to say, my another hope of mine for Pastor is that for universities, we can be the cherry on top. I don't want to take away from anybody's experience. Right. I want to be the cherry on top. And I want, I want people like James to be able to say to these students, you don't have to look like so-and-so. You don't have to sound like Sutton Foster. You have to be you. Yeah. Because a lot of these universities, although they offer amazing programs, it's a little too cook cookie cutter for, for my liking. And it's damaging. It's damaging to a young artist that's still finding what their voice is. I think um, so. It's it's very uh, stilting. Yeah, I agree. Well, we all come. We 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 come from the generation of do they have the look, you know? And thank yeah. God we're putting that away. And yeah. like mm -hmm. the look is whatever you are, you know, and celebrating that individuality, which I think is so important. Yeah. I'm yeah, super yeah. excited for this. I, I'm again. I'm looking forward to taking your class, and I'm also super excited to see where this goes, um, how it develops during this time, but also after and and it being a cherry on top because it really does seem like um, an incredible addition, a good yes and and yeah. something that so many folks would not have access to, which is incredibly important. Super. And so if people, um, if aspiring actors or professional dancers and, uh, want to get involved with Pastor, it's pass-door.com. Yeah. Pass-door.com. Okay. <laughs> we'll make sure to share all of that in the comments with, with everything with this. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Um, it's at onpastor. Say that on again. Pastor. It's on pastor. on pastor. Okay. Super. Great. I'll make sure to put all of the social media handles uh, below and, and, and so we have all of that as well you know, with the corresponding write-up for this interview, which has been wonderful, you all. I mean, in this era, in this time of that we're all so disconnected, thank you so much for connecting with us and sharing this and just, uh, and also sharing our mutual love for the performing arts and
for dance. And so keep up the great work. We wish you so much success and um, and uh, so excited to see where this goes. Of course, of course. I just love seeing your face and James, I, I feel know. like when this is all over, we'll have to have a, an in-person meeting. I feel like we are. We, we are kindred spirits. <laughs> yes. You ready? Can we please have coffee? Please. Yes. A post-pandemic coffee? Yes, yes and yes. Because you come across the street, right? One sits on one side and you're like, hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's no traffic in LA. I, I, can get, I can get to Studio City in like 10 minutes. You are welcome. I, I was walking through um, Central Park yesterday and I was like, huh, I could live in this New York. <laughs> yeah. Here. It's so lovely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you all, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day and good luck with everything with Pastor. Oh my God, thank you. Be safe, be well. That felt really good. That was so nice. Like, in this time where we're all so separated to have like a really wonderful conversation about something that I care so much about. I, uh, yeah, that was wonderful. I really enjoyed that. I hope I, everybody enjoyed listening to that. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to those two magical people. I can't believe I had never met James before because oh. we're running in such parallel lines, but um, Megan is just one of my all time favorite people. That girl in the dressing room is on fuego. <laughs> she just <laughs> makes me laugh more than anybody on the planet. That was just such a treat. And I love what they're doing. And I love the amount of access that it allows for young artists who may not otherwise have that. So special. I mean, if this at all is interesting to you, I encourage you to go to pass-door.com and just take a look at their roster of teachers. And, and, and it is just incredible. And just to have that kind of access, it's a dream, you know, yep. I, it's, it's incredible. And it gives me, like I said, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful about what's, uh, this is not the greatest chapter, but it, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes and, and how we, take lemons and turn them into lemonade. Yeah, same. And, and, and I love the conversation that we talked about what the new face of theater will look like because I do, I, I truly believe that this, this is forcing us into completely changing the landscape of what theater is and what an incredible time to be alive for it and an opportunity to see it and hopefully participate. And um, yeah, Renaissance, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is, has been a, I feel like a success. We're trying, we're learning, we're changing, we're growing. Um, and I feel like this was a really successful episode. If you want to check out past episodes of West of Broadway, we're on part of the Broadway Podcast Network and you can find West of Broadway along with a host of other incredible podcasts and wonderful programming with incredible people. And um, if you want to follow us on social media, I'm Will Armstrong PR across all platforms. And I'm Wendy underscore Rosoff. And remember, if you're looking for us, you can always find us just, just west, west of Broadway. Of Broadway. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 